0: Hello again, Dwayne Brubin here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you
1: again, sir. Yes, you too, Dwayne. It's always good to be with you, and thank you for talking to me on the Monday. I got, kind of got a little bit of Monday blues again. I uh, had a great weekend with my daughter and my girlfriend, and then... Monday rolls around and she, my daughter goes to work at my summer camp and my girlfriend goes to work at her job. And then I'm looking, wow, it's it's August 1st already. And, uh, man, I only have a few weeks left of summer before we, we go back to school. And, you know, you start as a martial artist, you kind of think so far in advance like a game of chess that you can almost drive yourself crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I hear you.
1: Yeah. So, it's interesting, though, you know, I, I had a really interesting... Um, I guess it was like an epiphany or, uh, or just an eye-opening experience. And, you know, I want to talk to the school owners about it today, and, and hopefully you could add your insight as, you go, as I go along. But real quickly, um, you know, we build, you know, as an owner, uh, years ago when I was young, I would go visit schools, wherever I was, on vacation, and I'd stop in. Sometimes in my mind, I would say things like, look, the the main instructor's not even here. One time I went to an Aikido school and I actually trained with them in Arizona. And the instructor wasn't even in his clothes and he was in jeans, not his gi, you know, and he didn't, you know, he really didn't seem like he cared. He sat behind the desk and he was an older gentleman, probably in his uh, late 50s, maybe uh, early 60s. And um, I kind of looked down upon the guy. You know, of course, I was this in shape, Motivated training martial artists, and there's a guy at his school, and he's not even running his school, he's got his people doing it. Now, I kind of could look back and go, I get that, I understand. The ultimate goal is because we're not going to be able to do this forever, nor do we want to. Um, you know, maybe we we'll want to get to a point where we teach when we want to teach, we go to our school when we want to go to our school, you know, we do the things that we love, and we train, and we have other people do the things, the other things. And, you know, so I, I kind of look at that, that guy as you know, kind of being like a loser in a way, and now I kind of look at it and go, wow, it's totally clear because I'm that guy now where I go into my school and I, you know, I sometimes, like the other day, I, was, I walked in, I'm in my shorts, I'm, I'm there with my daughter for her demo practice for the demonstration team, and I noticed they're just finishing a brown belt test and one of the girls is testing, and at the end of the test we have this big speech, it's supposed to be heartfelt, where, you know, we, we talk about the belt and all the time they put into it, and I've literally written scripts so that my guys could read the scripts and study them and make them their own and we talk about things like you know caring about the belt and then we dedicate the belt to the families and we give it to them and and you know they they you know they feel the connection to the martial art the parents do the student knows the dedication to their parents for all the you know money they put in and the driving and the motivating anyway the speech is is all like that and sometimes it brings people to to tears you know And I wrote it in that way where people understand, they're reminded of the connection to the brand, to the school, to the system, to the training. And my one guy who's running the test, if the way he did my speech, uh, my speech is 15 minutes. His was like the minute and a half condensed version. No joke, if he was to do the speech, he could have probably just said, at, you know, instead of saying the words, you go, okay, so you dedicate the belt and you hand it to your parents because they pay, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that as a joke. It could have been that way because that's how abbreviated it was and how meaningless it was. And uh, the whole entire value, the ending of the test was just not what it should have been unless I walked in the room and, and took over. So I wonder sometimes if we, you know, we have that brand and we have that aura, and we have that vision. It's almost like, you know, going to Disneyland and going on It's a Small World, but they, you know, have the to, have to anim- animation or robotics don't work, the music isn't playing, and you're just going through tunnels, and, you know, you don't leave going, you know, singing the song, and by the way, I could hear it in my head right now, you know, the song, because that's the experience. It's the same every single time, the emotion, the attitude, everything. So anyway, what do you think about that?
0: I I, I understand because I I, I find that um, not always, but it, no, just nobody nobody has the same passion or as much passion as you do about your business, and I think that right. that's um, it's not it's not a bad thing. It's just it it, it is. I think it's a um, it's a constant. It's not something – nobody I, – I, it's kind of like um, nobody can have the same amount of love for your child as you do. Right. There's just no way. Um, right. And I know that your business is an inanimate object, but when you are the one that created it and it was born out of, you know, your inspiration to be able to do it, how can somebody appreciate it like you do? and want to see it succeed as much as you do, unless they well, were how- to have their own. I'm not saying they can't like it. I'm not saying that they can't be passionate, uh, and I'm, again, holding the quote fingers up, uh, be yeah. passionate about it to a certain degree, but they're not going to uh, die for it like you would. And you know what's
1: interesting, though? I I get that because, you know, to let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, we're at a 10 uh, with what we feel and love and how, how into it we are. And, um, you know, we want employees to be an 8 or a 9 at minimum, but sometimes they're at like a 4 or 5. Now, uh, you know, there are many books written on, on this topic by people like Bob Alexander, Zig Ziglar, you know, Michael Gerber, Tony Robbins, is, and I, I call this the buy-in, right? You know, where... Uh, it, it's our job as leaders to create an education for that person so that they could understand the buy-in. And how do they get the buy-in? Well, you know, like if you're there and you're teaching, um, you know, and they're passionate about training and they want to be like you, they idolize you or you, they look up to you or, you you know, you guide them, then um, that most certainly could be, you know, a big, you know, a big way to get them on board at a higher level. So that's what we need to, as instructors, as school owners, think. Like, how do, we, how do we inspire those around us to feel the same way, to experience the same experiences that brought us to the point where we loved what we did so much that we started our own school? Now they don't have to start their own school. They've got to just jump on the, on the train, so to speak, the Allie and Dwayne train, right? And, and that's where sometimes we look at it and we go, okay, how does this happen? How do we get it to happen? And, you know, that's part of it all.
0: Right, and I think that part of it has to do with the uh, the upbringing that they had with you through the training. But uh, the other is the staff training that you do with them on a consistent basis, making sure that they are still in line with the vision and the mission of of your school. And, you know, that could be also the problem where uh, we as school owners aren't doing that, not sharing that with them. Or or we shared it and we don't revisit it or we don't have one in the first place. We don't right. have a vision for our school, so therefore how can you know our staff have one yeah. as well? And 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 you know remember and, when we and, 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 and or maybe your vision changed as an owner and you didn't communicate that.
1: Yeah. Or or you know what? Quite often um, you know, and this is where uh, people, you know, way back when realized the dynamics of uh, motivation. Um, you know, so back in the 70s or the 60s or, or even the 50s, going through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, a company would say 20 years is about all a person can stay at hyper motivation, And then they retire because after that, they just live it out, right? And they just kind of do the job. Because they're so used to the job, and you know they're like it's become second nature. They they think that they're doing it all right. Like for example, one of my guys used to run one of my schools. He's a phenomenal person. I love him to death. Um, Still so so close with me to this day. At the end of his time working with me, he basically would say, "I don't know why you're so upset. I, I cleaned like you said, and I did what you said, and I'm doing everything you say." And you know what? To be honest, he really was, but it wasn't to the level that he did 20 years or 15 years prior. There was a certain passion, and that passion is what made him, you know, it, you know if you equate it to a basketball player running up to shoot the shot, um, he ran at 60 miles an hour back then, now he only does 40 miles an hour now. And that 20, and that's of course is not true, but this is a ridiculous example, but that 20 mile an hour difference is just because he's been doing it over and over and over again, and it doesn't have the passion any longer and and he cleaned but he cleaned the surface he didn't scrub into the corners you know what I mean and that's the big difference where you know where people are in something so long it's only crazy lunatic insane individuals like you and I and other instructors that are here in this that we wake up every day with that same drive and passion for the same thing that we've been doing for the last 25 30 40 years Like I had my
0: say that you don't have ups and downs. That's not the you know. I mean, we wouldn't be human if we didn't have the ups and downs with it.
1: Right. But but you know what I find too, Duane. People from old school martial arts schools that are listening can understand this better than the younger generation. I just think it's a generational thing too. Where you know, way back when, you know, I, I have to say, like when I wanted to be a musician, I honestly, no joke. This this is a saying. I wanted to be a musician so bad that it hurt. And it honestly, truthfully, used to hurt. It used to be a pain in the pit of my stomach. Not, you know, like if someone was stabbing me, but a literal pain of desire to become that star. You know, it's like when you see you know, people on, let's say, American Idol, and they cry when they, they win the audition because they've been feeling that pain. They live it every day. They want it so bad they can taste it. Nowadays, generationally, I think that a younger generation—you know, people who are, you know, in their t- anywhere from 12, 13 years old on up to 25, 30 years old—they're like in a take-it-or-leave-it society. You know, hey, listen, if my instructor's a jerk, I'll just quit. Who cares? I'll, I'll just switch from martial arts to competition badminton. You know, and they, they just just turn it on and turn it off because they they're, they don't have that pain in their stomach, right? They don't have that desire. And I think this is part of our team. We have to learn to instill that desire in our team that surrounds our brand. And I'm like, I'm I'm talking with my hands. You can't see it, but I'm making a big circle. And I'm like, you know, it's around. And and that really, they have to buy into it so much that they're willing to, and for lack of better words, die for it, so to speak.
0: Right. Well, and I think maybe, too, the other thing that has to go along with that is uh, we as owners have to find out what the desires of our employees are as well and you know, see if they do match up see if we can and they they change especially for us school owners that have teenagers that are working for us that they haven't found themselves yet or you know they're just graduating high school going to college or leaving the school to go to college whatever Um, you know they're they're and wishy-washy isn't the right word, but they, they just don't know what they want to do. Um, and so we yeah. have to find what, what what it is that they want to do and see if it fits into our vision still or not.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Um, also, too, don't forget, we our career is not looked at as a viable option, or else it would be in colleges... Uh, as a course running your own martial arts school and um, you know and we've we've done this before like where you know where we've done seminars for you know martial artists that you know want to inspire their students to to run um, their own martial arts school however it's it's interesting because sometimes as martial artists we kind of we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot because we're fr- afraid to inspire people to the point that they want to run their own school, thinking that they're going to become our competition. I've heard this a thousand times from school owners. Well, if I teach them everything I know and I show them how to do it, what's stopping them from going out and running their own school? Well, the answer is nothing. However, unless they want to become a part of IBM or a part of Google or a part of Facebook, rather than trying to compete with Facebook, right, where you could give them all the tools and say, here you go, just run with it. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, right. and again, we're also up against parents where parents, a lot of times, and I've heard this, where they almost say, well, uh, you know, Xi'an could do it because that's who Xi'an is, but, you know, don't quit your day job and, you know, go to college and get a good degree so you have a real career. And, and um, you know, I sometimes laugh because you and I both know, I mean, we both make money, more money than 90% of the parents that are in our school. I've, you know, I've been way more successful than half of my high school teachers and some college teachers that I took courses from. So, I mean because I have that inspiration and that that dedication and, and, you know, uh, fire. But why parents sometimes will say, you know, hey, well, good, you know, you could do this as a part-time job until you get a real job. And I just had this conversation with one of my black belts this morning. And I said, you know, this could be a viable career for you. You don't have to um, just do it until you graduate and get a job, and in, in, quote fingers are up in a real career. This is a real career. You could turn this into your own business. You could open up another location. You could run this school. You could make more money than most people you know, as long as you do the
0: right thing. Right. Well, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, successful school owners that are doing it. So it's oh not, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I remember when I told uh, uh, one of the guys that I had. Uh, uh, trained with that, This is what I wanted to do for a living and, and he basically laughed at me and said you'll never do this for a living
1: Right, right. There you go Well, I know that if I you know I and I know this because one teacher one of my high school teachers actually told me so he said he said to me I saw him years later. He was just kind of way out there kind of teacher and that's why I liked him so much He taught way out of the box, but he said to me Ali I always knew you were going to be a success But to be honest most of your other teachers thought you were most likely to go to prison And I said for real <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We've had conversations about you. You know, you, you were an outsider. You didn't, you didn't do school activities. You got ba- barely got good grades. Um, but I saw in you the desire you had when you were in a band. You had a company since you're 16 years old. He goes, I knew you were going to be super successful. They just don't think that way. They thought you had to follow the path that they knew, that straight line from good grade to good grade to good college to, co- you know, to, to a good job to a good career. Um, and he said, I knew you were going to be one blazing a pass. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that. I really wish, though, you would have said that to me back then. (laughs) Um, Because I felt like I was, you know, I felt like I was doomed, you know. But but you know what? I think because of that, in spite of them, that's why I succeeded. Right. Because I wanted to prove everyone wrong, and I was so dedicated. You know, so...
0: Well, I don't know if we, uh, helped any school owners, uh, you know, getting their, their team on board, but, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a worthy conversation for all of us to be talking about and have, um, to make sure that everybody has that buy-in. And you, you, exactly. you gotta get your, you gotta get your uh, engine checked every so often. You gotta get, you know, you gotta get your oil changed. And, and right. basically what I'm saying is you gotta be in communication with your staff on the vision that you have for your school. Number one, you need to have a vision, but make sure that they are in line with that vision. And you do need to periodically find out what their goals are because it may not be uh, to stay with you forever. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, we need to be flexible as owners to know when to allow them to fly and be okay with them letting go and flying and going, you know, even going to work at... Uh, you know, a fast food restaurant as opposed to working with you anymore, but, uh, you know, but we've got to find out what their goals are so that we can continue to shape our business and and keep it moving.
1: And you know what, one last thing too to add to that is, is that we don't have to always throw the baby out with the bathwater, meaning that if you have good staff members now that are young teenagers, let's say they're, you know, they're two years away from going to college and they may stay local for two years before they go away you know, you have a good four or five years with them, they could become very, very valuable to you as long as you're willing to accept the fact, because some school owners will be like, well, if I can't have it my way, I don't, you know, it's the highway, or if they're not gonna go full-time, I'm gonna get rid of them and find someone that I could use. Well, here's the thing, I have right now, my camp is being run by probably about, you know, two of my senior adults and then probably about six of my college-aged black belts that have been with me for eternity. And, um, you know, to be honest, I think that if I would have just said, well, they're going away to school, I, I go, no, wait. Jamie and, and Katie and Dylan, they're coming back from the school. Joe Raff, you know, one of my top guys is a military and a fireman now. He teaches during the day for me. And if I wanted to be a hard-nose and go, well, you're a fireman, go away. Or I could say, hi, Joe, can you still help me in these areas? You're amazing. I don't want to lose you. She's like, sure. I, I, you know, they want to still keep that connection. So you know, you'd be surprised at how many people may come in and teach a class here or there for you, even though that they're attorneys and doctors and lawyers or whatever because they love that portion of it. They just decided not to make a career of it. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Totally okay. But you got to utilize them. Right? So you got to utilize them in a good way and share with them and still keep that that fire alive even if it's only a small portion. You know, so that's my only added add to that.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say for everybody that's listening, obviously share this with uh, uh, other school owners. And hey, uh, go to schoolownertalk. dot com and and uh, put in the the comment section, you know, under under this um, uh, under this podcast, you know, any comments that you have about it, or maybe some ways that you've done some buy ins to you know to get your staff to buy into what your vision is for your school on a consistent basis. and you know, we'd be happy yeah. to take those and give you credit and share those with people, too.
1: Yeah, and by the way, too, don't forget now we just, you know, well, a little, probably a month or so, we, we've launched our Next Level School Owners Club, which is an online program that you can learn that we do on a month-to-month basis. This podcast is totally free. We're up to, like, what, 80, 90 episodes. We have never asked for so anything. This is, uh, this
0: is number 96. This is number 96.
1: We have to have a big party when we celebrate our 100th episode. Um, But, uh, you know, 96 episodes, we've given away the farm, so to speak, for free. Um, We're hoping that more and more people will uh, get involved with our program online because literally it changes the way people think. It trains them to be entrepreneurs. It teaches them how to run their business as a business without selling out, without any bright, shiny New, you know, bright shiny objects to plug in. We're not selling um, a, a dojo system in a box. You know, we're selling, uh, and for lack of better words, you know, giving away a, and teaching people how to have a mindset. So that old saying, "Give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man the fish, feed him for a lifetime." We're teaching people how to run their school systematically, um, so that they are very, very strategic in how they run their school, so that they can do it. And, and, and grow and, and really reap the rewards. So that's just go to Next Level School Owner Club and click on that button and, uh, you know, maybe check out our program and see.
0: Yeah, and I'll just uh, – we'll put a link on this uh, podcast as well. But if you also go to schoolownertalk.com, uh, there's information about the Next Level School Owner Club there. Allie, again, thanks awesome. for your time. And uh, everybody, share this with everyone. You can subscribe on iTunes or Android as well. Just go to schoolandertalk.com and there's information for that. Allie, have a great day. Yeah,
1: you too, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Thank
0: you.